Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Greetings, God Network News fans, to another episode of God Network News. Today, we are going to again be listening to a wonderful, amazing story by Shafan, and he's going to be sharing with us again about the power of witchcraft in those jungle areas amongst those unreached peoples deep in the jungles of Africa that he was working with, but how witchcraft was overcome by the power of life. He's going to tell us how the power of life overcame the power of death or the power of witchcraft that was over the people at that time, and how the people saw the power of God in amazing, incredible ways, and the love of God that just brought life where there was death. And so, Shefan is going to be sharing with us another exciting story of his adventures in Africa. Here we are again with Shefan from Africa, and he has another amazing story to tell us. And uh, he's just been sharing a little bit of it uh, with me. But just to see the power of God and uh, to expel fear and to break down the forces of darkness and to bring life where there was death before. And so, Shefan, please tell us this story. Uh, thank you, Calvin. I think uh, th- this power demonstrates several aspects of ministry or Christian life on the mission field namely prayer the power of prayer and um and um you know not just praying once for a situation but praying several times and seeing god doing all kinds of persistent prayer and seeing god answering in different ways Mm -hmm. so this is from the story of the witch doctor we are talking about fast forward about two or three years excuse me after the story of the witch doctor so there is a young church that's in the village now and it's growing it's vibrant yeah. and they're seeing you know god move amongst them and uh, on one of our trips we we learned there and this is to as you to approach these villages you go through mangroves forests through these meandering little channels 
um, very gloomy, very dark. And as I said earlier on, um, mosquitoes everywhere. Mm. But then it opens up into the into this estuary of the river. And uh, to the right-hand side, as you approach, is the Indian Ocean. And to the left-hand side is the village or the villages of the Alawawe people. Mm, yeah. And um, for us in those days, what would happen is some fishermen would spot us um, further down the river before we even got there. So, you know, Sometimes two or three days before we got there, they would then overtake us and they would report to the whole village that Sheffern and his team are coming or the missionaries wow. are coming. <laughs> So on this particular day, we are approaching uh, where we landed, and there's a group of children and women and some boys, men, waiting for us. And amongst them, there is this heavily pregnant woman who we knew had seen her in the church. And she came to us. She just knelt in front of us mm. and, um, and said, um, I want to be prayed for. When I asked for what, she said, um, she holding a massive protruding belly she said um this pregnancy is maybe my ninth pregnant i've lost eight children mm. either stillborn or, or um um, uh, um they are born but they live for a few hours or a few days or a few weeks and you could see the pain etched on her face as mm. she was retelling re 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 this because mm. in africa to not have a child is to be barren is one of the most you know horrible things that could ever happen to a woman mm. so you could see the pain on her face as she was explaining mm. this mm. and the fear as well and i turned around and i said to my team we need to ask god to show us what are the issues here this is not just you know a matter of oh, just lay, reaching out and laying our hands we need yeah. to find out there's something behind this yeah. and so we prayed amongst ourselves and listened to god and God just began to show us things. And one of the things that came up was that this woman had been involved in witchcraft in the mm. past. And mm. and so when we asked her, she confirmed that. She said, yeah, she, she was actually being trained to become a, a, a witch doctor. Wow. And so she put down the loss of the children in pregnancies to the fact that the spirit that was possessing her was a male spirit, therefore did not want her to be a mother. Mm. That's how she put it down, which in mm. a sense makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, in a, in in a, in a, a different way. <laughs> in a demonic way, yeah, in a, in yeah. a different worldview, it That's makes right. sense. That's right. Um, and so, so we said to you, look, we, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus, and we'll believe that Jesus will heal you. Now, again, as a team, we had prayed for these things. I mentioned them again in the other uh, podcast about power encounters. Yeah. So we we uh, we said God had made us aware of the fact that she was she knew she was aware of the power of evil to destroy life mm. so she had had about eight lives destroyed right in front of her wow. and yeah. so we prayed that this child would live that she would all now experience a power that gives life that's god's power that gives life yeah and so our prayers were directed towards that we just prayed we said god we don't want this child to die we want this child to live to become a testimony that gives you glory in this area that mm. you know the, the power of witchcraft the power of death is overcome by the power of life amen That's right. and so we prayed along those lines and um and um, she went away i think um, it was two or three months maybe less than less than two months we came back and there she was again welcoming us in the church but this time holding a tiny baby boy. Wow, that's great. Now, the amazing thing is that on this trip, 
I had brought to the village for the very first time a South African qualified medical doctor with a lot of experience working on the mission field. He worked in Nepal. He's a, he's a wow. X, X, Y as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and um and so we were delighted to be able to examine this child this newly born child i told him the story i said this is a miracle baby yeah. and you could see the joy on the mother's face that wow. she's holding a baby after losing eight children she's holding this one okay. and when our friend um uh, the doctor examined the child i could see a little bit of concern on his face he made me listen to the heart on the stethoscope and even though i'm not medically qualified i could tell that the the heartbeat was a little bit irregular yeah and uh, i looked at him i said what is it he said um, i think there is a defect on his heart but because he's still very little um, we at this stage we shouldn't be worried and we shouldn't even tell her because sometimes these sort of things write themselves right so i said yeah. oh, okay um fast forward six months later we we come back to the village I've got another team of medical uh, profession professionals, and um, they examined the baby, and this and the condition had not gone away. Mm. The baby was growing okay, but the heartbeat was still clearly very, very, very irregular. Yeah. So again, the the doctors repeated the same thing: not to worry at this time. Let's wait a little bit. Mm. We waited, we waited for about about two years, um, and then on another visit, one of the doctors said, "Chevin." this thing has not gone away mm. um and now we were concerned and the mother was concerned this time the fear on her face had come back mm. because she said to us he can't play when he tries to play football with his friends he gets so breathless he right. can't breathe he just collapses and uh, yeah. you know yeah. so it's it's very very worrying for us and we could see the fear again that mm. the enemy was up to something here yeah. So again, we prayed, and again, what we what we learned was that you know there are some things that are really, you know, worth fighting for. Yeah. And for us here, the battle was that we we were praying. We knew God was sovereign. We knew that you know we were His servants. We don't command Him to do something, right. but we asked Him to do something for this boy because our prayers were based on the fact that He was a miracle. Yeah. A miracle yeah. that had proved this woman. Of, you know god's power yeah. if he was taken away if this boy was to die we don't know what was going to happen to the village or to the woman right. herself right so right. we said lord this is not to be reversed there is a miracle here that we want you to preserve we want you to keep in yeah. fact i forgot to mention that his name in english translates to glory this boy's wow. name in english wow. translates to glory wow. ambili they called him ambili which means mm. glory yeah. and um and so we prayed we said lord please save his life but we had no idea how this was going to go about yeah now uh, rewind back to the first doctor we had examined this boy right he had written this doctor had written a newsletter to his friends explaining his trip with me to, the, to these villages these remote villages wow. and uh, one of the things that came out of that was a, a, a helicopter ministry based in south africa writing to me mm. offering the use of their helicopter coming to us fully paid for all we needed to do was to keep some fuel for them the idea being that this journey which used to take us three four five days to get to the delta yeah. could be cut down into in 20 minutes wow and so 
at two years when we established that the little boy's condition was not improving um, we had access to this helicopter wow so we were able to fly in the helicopter take this boy to the big city of the capital city of maputo which is right in the south of the country almost near the border with south africa wow. and um when when we took him into the uh, the specialist the, pers- the specialist who saw him was an italian doctor who was setting up a special heart unit or cardiac unit in the hospital in mozambique wow is is uh, uh, italian aid to mozambique wow. when we told him the story he said this operation would cost anything between fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars wow but after hearing your story after hearing where you took this family from to bring them here for this operation will do it for nothing for you. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> so that's they, incredible. They, op- they opened up the little boy's heart, yeah. fixed it all up. As we speak now, I think he's about nine or ten, wow. running around, going to school, wow. playing football, enjoying Fantastic. himself. Fantastic. That is exciting. And then the mother had had since, she said, another, another girl, a sister for the little boy, oh. was born healthy. In fact, it's a, it's a funny story because he was born at my house wow. in, in, uh, in, uh, in Marovay, where I wow. lived. Wow, yeah. that yeah. is an incredible story, <laughs> Chef, and wow. That's a story of life out of death, isn't yeah. it? And, and, Light and, out and, of darkness. And, and, and the story also, you know, as I said, demonstrating the power of prayer, yeah. And God answering, not always in the way that we wanted, like instant right. healing or anything, but right. bringing in other players, yeah. like the, the, the helicopter ministry, yeah. the doctors. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, the fact that this, the first doctor to come into this area was able, this was one of his first cases to look, wow. to look at. In an area where there had never been any, any health care of any description. Wow. Not, you know, we're not talking. I mean, in some of the stories I've told you, I've told you about med primary health care. Here, there, there was nothing. Wow. This guy, when he was doing examinations, he was the very first guy to examine people, put, to put a stethoscope on someone's body and listen to their heart. He was the very first guy. Wow. And his very first case was this boy who was a miracle boy. Wow. So you, you see God answering prayer. And then, of course, the miracle of the, the whole operation being done for free another yeah. answer to prayer so god, god was answering prayers but not in the way that we expected That's but right. almost expanding the story of his glory so that he touches you know italian doctors who are thinking they they said that show us on the map we showed them on the person how did you how did you find these people wow. so, well, we go there you know, for fun. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, it's an so, interesting story. Yeah, so the boy's name was Glory, yeah. and, God and God brought and great glory yeah. to himself in lots of different people's lives, yeah. including those doctors and others. Yeah. That's incredible. Great. That's a great story, Shefan. And um, it just, again, it just emphasizes how amazing God is and how how even people in the most remote places are on his heart yes you know and he loves them and he's sending people who like yourself who are willing Mm. to go Mm. and or or people like the the doctors and the helicopter ministry that they're willing to sacrifice yes maybe some of them weren't even believers you never know i don't i don't know if if they were all believers Mm. that that donated their time and things like that but Mm. But uh, it, they were touched by the story mm. of glory. Yes. And uh, yes. and uh, yeah, and I'm sh- I'm sure that the story is going to go on. I'm sure glory is going to do some amazing things for the Lord 
God's got something big planned for that boy, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Because, you know, as I said, I think in one of the podcasts, I mentioned that there was no no school, no primary health care, nothing yeah. in this village. There is a school, and Glory is going to school. Who knows wow. what he's going to become That's you know, right. from that village? That's right. You know, we know for a fact one of the boys that we trained is now the primary health care worker in the village. Wow. You know, we, we taught him in our school. We, we were the first ones to introduce him to letters. And he was an excellent keen reader. And, wow. and that's another story <laughs> for another day, that story. Okay. Because he, you know, he, he, he learned to read. And now he was, when we started running primary healthcare schools to train healthcare workers for the villages where we ministered, this boy became one of our own trained uh, healthcare workers. But we were the ones who taught him from zero then to become a healthcare, primary healthcare worker so he can work out medicines and knows how to test for malaria and knows what wow. medicines to give you. <laughs> That's <just> amazing. <laughs> That's another story for another time, yes. another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Stefan. Uh, bless you. you. Thank you for sharing this, another amazing story for our God Network News fans. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to be inspired again to believe God for greater things. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, it is just really incredible to see what God's doing amongst those who are the least last and the lost. Yes. And uh, God cares for them. Thank you, Stefan. Oh, thank you, Calvin. Mm-hmm.